You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast from Open Doors Canada. My name is Jared, and as always, I'm here with Andrew. And uh, we're once again focusing on a a deep dive on a particular country on the World Watch List. Um, Andrew, do you want to give our listeners a brief reminder of what the World Watch List is if they're new? So if you are unfamiliar with the World Watch List, it is a list of the 50 most dangerous countries to live in as a Christian. The list is research-based. It's produced every year by Open Doors. It is the most respected list of its kind, uh, used by organizations and governments to know what is happening around the world to Christians. So today we're focusing on uh, a country that we haven't really talked about on the podcast before, and that's the nation of Brunei. Now, Brunei is number 39 on the World Watch list in 2021. And it is a tiny little country that is located on the island of Borneo in the South China Sea. And so the island of Borneo is mostly part of Indonesia, but there's a chunk of the island that is part of the country of Malaysia. And then in that chunk that is a part of Malaysia, there's a tiny little piece that is the nation of Brunei. And so Brunei is surrounded by other countries. It is a very, very small little place, but it's 39 on the world watch list. Now, the full name of the nation of Brunei is actually Brunei Darussalam. That translates to Brunei, the abode of peace, which gives you a little bit of an idea of how they think of themselves as a nation. Brunei is actually ruled by a sultan who is concurrently the prime minister, the minister of finance, the minister of religion, the president The Sultan holds full power over the country and has established it as an Islamic state. That is, the majority of the country is Muslim. And if you're not a Muslim, you face penalties and restrictions in your faith. And so, of course, Christians as a minority religion suffer persecution under Sharia law. Leaving Islam for another religion, such as Christianity, is illegal. And so the main source of persecution in Brunei comes from pressure from the government as well as from your family and community and other local sources. If someone converts from their family religion to choose to follow Jesus, they find themselves excluded from their community, excluded from social circles, and unable to access the benefits of the government. Converts can be disowned by their families. They might be forced to divorce their spouse. They might be forced to leave their family home. A convert to Christianity from Islam who is married might lose custody of their children. There would be rights that are denied. Some Christians actually prefer to move abroad rather than remain in Brunei where they experience constant, unrelenting pressure. Now, there are churches in Brunei and about 50,000 Christians. Uh, The churches in the country that are registered are from traditional churches, Catholic, uh, Anglican, Churches like that. 
But if you're from a non-traditional Christian community, maybe the evangelical movement or the charismatic movement, then uh, you cannot register as a church. And instead, uh, those churches usually have to register some kind of business. And so they're treated like a secular business. And so that adds additional complications and, and pressure on the church. And part of the implementation of uh, Sharia law in the Islamic culture means restrictions on what the churches can do. So Christians are not allowed to evangelize. They're not allowed to proselytize. Uh, and a few years ago, for example, Christmas celebrations were banned out of fear that uh, Muslims could be led astray in their faith. And so that ban includes a ban on the use of religious symbols such as crosses, a ban on lighting candles, putting up Christmas trees, singing religious songs in public, sending Christmas greetings. And then the, the punishment for that can be up to five years in prison, a punishment for violating that ban. And so because of the implementation of Sharia law, churches are not allowed to evangelize, witness, talk about Christianity outside of the four walls of, of the church building. And so that can lead to a lot of complications for a church, right? Churches are called to be missional. Churches are called to be in their community and making a difference. And, and the government is saying, no, you can't do that. And so there was a, a pastor in Brunei who said, if the church cannot propagate the gospel, it will die within one generation. And so by this, the, the pastor means that a, a vibrant church can't stay indoors. It doesn't stay indoors. It shares the good news with people around them. And if they don't do that, eventually they're going to die. And, and so you can, you can understand the, the concern that this pastor would have because of the implementation and the effects of the Sharia law on churches. Yeah, especially the younger generation of Christians find themselves wanting to leave Brunei. And for, you know, understandable reasons, when, when there's pressure on them for their faith, it's not a place where they would want to stay. But the result of that is that the church is dwindling because people want to leave. And that's, a, that's an easy thing for us to talk about here in Canada, rather than putting ourselves in the shoes of a, of a believer in Brunei who's feeling like they need to leave in order to be free. And we want the church to grow and thrive, but we also understand the difficult choices that our brothers and sisters there have to face. A representative from Open Door spoke to some church leaders from Brunei since the implementation of Sharia law. And uh, as they were talking, this is the, the kind of the assessment that this person made, that the Christians are very worried, to say the least. We noticed basically two responses, though. The first is that Christians say they will continue to function as a church, but they will stay within their church walls, no outreach at all. Others want to evangelize outside the church, even though there may be a high price to pay. So, so in other words, Christians are facing a dilemma. Do they abandon ship or do they hold on tight? So I'll give you some examples of, of things pastors said. You know, one pastor said that, you know, we've trained our ushers to only let in existing church members into our building. We meet new in newcomers outside first. No visitors will be allowed unless they are verified by our own church members. Right? So they, they don't just open their doors wide. They have to, you know, vet everyone that comes in because of the, the risk if they can't confirm who that person is. Uh, I, another pastor said, we need to continue to bring the gospel to our neighbors. 
And so we definitely need to be praying for churches and believers in Brunei as they figure out life in, in this highly pressured situation. So when you pray for the country of Brunei, here are a few specific things that you can keep in mind. Number one, you can just pray for the overall situation, especially with the increased restrictions uh, from Sharia law, which, as mentioned, have uh, only been introduced relatively recently in the last six or seven years. But the Islamic laws have been squeezing the church for so long that it's making it very difficult to advance the kingdom of God there. And so we'll pray that God will work in the nation of Brunei to allow his church to be a blessing to the people there. Yeah, let's pray for wisdom for pastors and church leaders as they identify ways to encourage their members to be faithful in him as well as to be salt and light to the nation. Yeah, and we'll pray for all those who are making the difficult decision to stay in Brunei or leave to a place where they can practice their faith freely. It's a difficult choice and could have repercussions for the future of the church. So let's pray together. Lord God, we lift up to you now our brothers and sisters in the nation of Brunei. Lord, they uh, call the nation the abode of peace. And we pray, God, that we would see that title come true through your church and through the work of your Holy Spirit. May you bring your holy peace there, Lord, in the form of allowing your church to thrive uh, amidst the difficulties. God, we pray that you would bless those who are struggling under persecution, Lord. We pray that the Islamic law that is governing society would be lessened uh, and that the religious freedom for uh, for Christians and for other religious minorities would, would increase. We pray, God, that the restrictions would lessen and that the bounds that are uh, currently holding the church would be loosened. We pray that you would uh, grant your children the ability to evangelize and proselytize without fear of government uh, retribution. Lord, we pray that uh, communities and families would be more open to hearing the truths of your word and that uh, choosing to follow Jesus would not be uh, something that is looked down upon or something that results in penalties and jail time. God, we pray that you would change the ongoing situation in Brunei. We pray also, Lord, for the church that is there, for the pastors and the leaders who are seeking how to best disciple your children. God, I pray that you would grant them wisdom. I pray that you would grant them a special a holy dose of your Holy Spirit, God, that they would be uh, given creativity and understanding and how to address these situations. Lord, we pray for all those who are struggling with decisions about their future and uh, how best to live out their faith in this uh, place where they feel such pressure. God, I pray that you would uh, grant your children, once again, your peace. Uh, Lord, may you give them wisdom in how to best proceed. Lord, we just so badly want to see your church strengthened there. Uh, and yet we also understand the, the pressure that is ongoing and the desire to leave. Uh, so Lord, we pray that this situation would be worked out. We pray that your church would thrive in Brunei and that uh, as, as the years go by, that we would see uh, a lessening in persecution that uh, maybe in years to come, Brunei would drop down the world watch list and that we would see tangible results uh, in how you are working in that country. Lord, may you bless your children there. Help them to, to feel a new understanding today of how you are with them. We thank you for what you are doing in Brunei and what you will continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you will spend some time this week praying for our brothers and sisters in Brunei. If you want to learn more, then I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. We put out a new podcast every Wednesday about our persecuted family around the world, and so we do encourage you to do that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved, and then click Prayer.